don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Oh, sorry about that, folks. Hold on. We got a video here to show you. There it is, the cold open. Sorry about that. And this is Ron DeSantis signing in the Parental Rights Act into law. Now, that's a governor who cares about his people. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that technical difficulty to uh, to begin with. That is Governor Ron DeSantis of the great Sunshine State of Florida signing in House Bill 1557 into law, the Parental Rights Act. The bill that was infamously coined the don't say gay bill that literally never says the word gay in it once. It is all about keeping the rights of parents within the household when it comes to teaching your very, very young, young children who don't even know what sex means for years to come about this kind of stuff. This is the parent's right to do this. This is not a teacher's right to do this. This is not a school's right to do this. This is a parent's right, and I applaud Governor Ron DeSantis for doing this. Folks, you are locked and loaded here on this March 28th year of our Lord 2022 to live from America. And I am your ever so humble 
God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's a blessing to be here with you guys. Once again, another week, uh, another uh, another group of lies to expose, another uh, group of, of rhinos to expose, another group of per, uh, corrupt politicians to expose. And we're going to be doing that this week just as we do every single week. We've got a very special guest here with us tonight, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from the great peach state of Georgia. She'll be joining us tonight to talk about uh, a bunch of different things and, uh, and, and, and basically where Trump's spirits are going into this midterm season because that rally this Saturday, this last Saturday, was out of this world awesome. You could feel the energy there. You know, I was speaking with the Real America's Voice team that was there the entire time, and, they t- and, and every time they tell you, look, there's something about a Trump rally that you get every single time, and then there's something else about a Trump rally that you get for the first time. And I can vouch because I've been to many of them, and they're all a little different. But one thing that remains is the camaraderie of the people, the kindness and the compassion and the patriotism that we all experienced growing up. In the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 60s, that that remains and that lives and dwells at a Trump rally. And I've taken people who have never thought about politics before in their lives. And they tell you when they come out, wow, I did not expect that. I did not expect that. Uh, I do want to go ahead and give some shout outs real quick if we can here on Live from America, being that it's a Monday and we had a long weekend, had a very wonderful and beautiful show for you this morning, which was incredible. And if you've not had a chance to go uh, to watch this morning's show, definitely go do it because we started off with a bang. But I'd like to thank uh, Kim Galbraith. Thank you very much from Escutney, Vermont, for the cat in the hat. Let's go, Brandon Poem coffee mug. Amanda Collins, as always, you are a wonderful, wonderful person, and you are a very sh- uh, cherished and valued member of the Live from America audience and family. I'd also like to give your son, nine-year-old Caden Collins, a big shout-out. He says he watches the show. Thank you for the card, the cookies, and the pastries. Carol Nolan, thank you. God bless you, and thank you for the bookmarks. I appreciate that and the letter. Jerry Alexander from Ohio, God bless you, and thank you for the praying hands and the cross. I appreciate that. Conrad DeBow from New Jersey for the donation and the letter. God bless you. Um... A young lady who I will be handwriting a letter back to, and I hope I say your name right, Aurea Weir from, uh, from, from Minnesota. Thank you very much for your letter. It really touched my heart, and I just want to say I'll be writing you back tomorrow. Sherry Walker, God bless you and thank you for your donation. Mary D'Agostino, as always, and Lorna Butts, thank you so very much for all your kindness and your compassion. I do want to get into reading some emails during the beginning of this show, as we that's one of the new segments here, is, is, is literally highlighting some of the things that people say, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. This is the real voice of America, and this is uh, something that I like to do here on the show now. Uh, this is from Ricky. Ricky says, Jeremy, we recently found your show, and we love your honesty. Ricky King. He says, your integrity and especially your faith. Well, thank you, sir. We rarely miss it, and we revel in your real news stories. I appreciate that. You may be a Yankee, we live in Tennessee, but you have our undivided attention. Just kidding about the Yankee comment, that's all right. Keep telling the truth, keep preaching Jesus, and keep holding the fake news and the left responsible 
We love you, man. Well, Ricky King, I love you. I love your patriotism. I love your uh, viewership of the show. Hopefully you can stay on this ride with us. And I want to thank Real America's Voice News for, uh, for getting us out there so far and wide that the gospel is being brought into people's homes. There is nothing more important and wonderful than that. Linda, this is from Linda. She says, hi, I'm Linda from Sterling Heights. I always watch you and I love your program. I heard your testimony tonight, March 25th, about your past. So beautifully written. How God is in how God is in the jails with those people, touching their lives, spot on. She goes and tells a very personal story about her ex-husband, which I probably should not get into. But she does say this. Every day I pray for the people who have addictions that have turned their lives around and found God. This world needs to tune in to Real America's Voice, your program, and learn about everything you talk about. Love your program. Keep up the great work. God is in as in you more of God less of this world one day at a time let's go let God only or let go and let God only for today well God bless you Linda uh, Hartledge and I appreciate that one more here hey uh, this is from Dorothy Vowles she says I need you to read this please and I need a shout out I'm 67 and learning to live without my husband lonely and have health issues now she goes in to talk about a lot of personal things but she did want a shout out we don't, i want to let you know that we see you we hear you we love you and that goes for everybody who watches the live from america program we love each and every one of you including one more here which is molly dodd who says good morning could you please do a shout out to my little sister melanie bajarzin we love your show and all you do Melanie Bojarzin, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly, but shout out to you. God bless you, and thank you all very much for your kind and compassionate words. It keeps me going here on Live from America and definitely gives me the power and the strength I need to pull from the Holy Spirit and God. And your guys, the inspiration that you guys give is incredible. Thank you so very much. Um, I want to go to the Lord if we can. We're going to change it up today. We're going to go and read from Jesus Listens rather than Jesus Calling. Because this goes hand in hand with my morning newsletter. And if you are not getting a morning newsletter from Live from America, then all you have to do is go to jeremyharrell.com. You can see it in the ticker at the bottom of your screen there. Um, and uh, sign, up for the, uh, sign up for the morning newsletter. It's, it's all the way down at the bottom of the first page. Just put your email in. And if you signed up and you're not getting it, check all of your folders, your spam, your promotions, your social. It's in there somewhere. It's just got to be directed to the right folder. Here we go, March 28th. It says, Gracious Lord, help me to hope for what I do not see, eagerly waiting for it with perseverance. Now, we talked about your sixth sense being the Holy Spirit this morning, and that's what this is going to talk about too. Among the five senses, sight is the one I value most. You created the world gloriously beautiful, and I delight in seeing the beauty of your creation. However, I realize that hope, which is itself a kind of vision, is even more wonderful than sight. Hope enables me to see through the eyes of my heart things that are not yet. The most stunning example of this is the hope of heaven. Your word tells me that my ultimate destination is to share in your glory. I can trust in the magnificence you promise because it's based on your finished work on the cross and your miraculous resurrection. I need to practice hoping for things I do not see, both for this life and the next. Please give me, excuse me, please guide me into hopes and dreams that are in line with your will. I want to train the eyes of my heart to see 
these beautiful blessings while praying for your will to be done fully and only. Teach me to wait eagerly with perseverance with my focus primarily on you, but also on the longed-for outcome. You are my hope. In your great and holy name, amen. What a wonderful, wonderful message. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. It's Monday. We had a long weekend, and we got a long week ahead of us. We might as well start it off right. We might as well ask for God to be with us here on this March 28th. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And folks, we have got a God-fearing woman coming on the show tonight. You all know her as MTG. But here on Live from America, of course, we know her as Marjorie, a good friend of ours. Can't wait for her to come on. She will be joining us here very shortly. But for right now, folks, we are going to go to our first commercial break. Here on Real America's Voice News, this is Live from America. Please don't go anywhere. When we come back, well, soon after we come back, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right after this. All right, folks, here we go. We're back. Um... Yes, thank you so very much. I see your guys' kind words. Whoop, whoop to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes, yes. Uh, how you doing, Kelly? Good to see you. Thanks for joining in tonight. Barbara Peters says she's... Did you say you canceled your... Uh, by the way, Barbara, we got, your, uh, we got your donation today as well in the mail. Uh, but did you just say you canceled the surgery? I hope that's what you said. I hope that's what you said. Caterlin says, Eli, I love that music. Jay Maldrich says, I love her. Shout out, Jeremy Oz fan. How you doing, girl? Good to see you. Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I want to jump over to Getter real quick. Say hello to people over there on Getterland because we've got Keith Day. We've got Amanda Collins over there. I wonder if she's in both spots. Anyway, Amanda, me, uh, as well as Eli, as well as my wife, want to thank you for all the goodies you sent us. You did great. Jeremy, looks like you got a haircut. Not only got a haircut, but dropped about 20 pounds, too. Thank you. Hopefully, I don't refine it. Been doing a lot of self-work, both exterior and interior lately. So, uh, yes, I am, I am stoked as well. Um, kind Embroidery says, stoked to see MG, MTG. Me, too. Me, too. It's been a long time. Wendy is in the building. We've got some people watching on, on uh, the LFA Facebook page, too, which is the LFA Producers Facebook page, I should say. Grace Shea or Shea Grace, not sure how you say it, but God bless you, and thank you for watching over there on that platform because um, I can see the comments over there. And a big shout-out to everybody who's filling up that page. If you've not liked or followed that page yet, it's LFA Producer. It is Eli's page, and he's been doing great work over there. So definitely check it out, okay? Ruby Hines says, shout out my little boy, DJ. Hey, DJ, shout out. God bless you. Awesome. You got a good mom there. All right, let's get back to the show because we've got some bombshells and we want to get to them. So here we go. Welcome back to Live from America again on this beautiful Monday evening, March 28, 2022. And we're about ready to do our first and foremost section. So if you would, please lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp. 
Here we go. Madison Cawthorn, or I should say, Representative Madison Cawthorn, Congressman Madison Cawthorn, who, by the way, did win uh, in court and will be allowed to run again like there was any question, right? Like there was any question on that. But anyway, Representative Madison Cawthorn, I believe he's one of the people in the grand new Republican Party who represents we the people. I believe he is. I believe he's an everyday backyard barbecue kind of guy. I believe he's an American. I believe he's a patriot. I believe he loves this country. And I believe that he is in D.C. solely to do the job of taking this country back and giving more power, power back to the people he represents the same as Marjorie Taylor Greene, the same as Matt Gates, the same as Jim Jordan, the same as many of these people that I can just throw off all these beautiful and wonderful names that have kind of revamped or, or are still revamping the Republican Party. But Madison Cawthorn, uh, ladies and gentlemen, these are the kind of people we want in Washington. These are the kind of people that makes the swamp in Washington absolutely afraid. They're horrified. They are so they are so incredibly scared of people like Madison Cawthorn and others because of two things. One, it basically puts them on notice. It means that these people will learn their dirty little secrets. They will learn their dirty little secrets. And two, they disrupt the swamp's web of lies. And there's no way around it. If these people are going to be around you and they're going to be in D.C., it's not going to be long before they learn your secrets, they learn your tricks, and they learn your trades, they learn your patterns, and they learn your disgusting ways behind closed doors. And Representative Madison Cawthorn, folks, is spilling the beans lately. He was on a recent podcast, and Representative uh, Cawthorn released a powerful and a very disturbing statement. And I'll just give you the gist of it before I play the video for you. But Representative Madison Cawthorn says and states, and I quote, D.C. insiders have invited me to sexual get togethers, you know, like swinger parties and other words I'm not going to use. And he says, and top politicians do cocaine right in front of him. Now, I would assume that all of that is true. I don't think Madison Cawthorn has a reason to lie. Okay, so I do want to get into this. I want to read a little bit for you and then play you the video. Representative Madison Cawthorn revealed last week that since moving to Washington, D.C., he has been invited to sexual get-togethers, we'll call them. The word starts with O, uh, but we're not going to say that on TV. With politicians and saw powerful people do bumps of cocaine in front of him, all while the media collected scandalous stories to blackmail people. This is how Washington, D.C. works. Speaking to John Lovell on the Warrior Poet Society podcast. By the way, we will be getting Madison Cawthorn on here soon. Cawthorn was asked if the House of, uh, if the House of Cards, the show starring Kevin Spacey and the Democrats' chief whip, and his secret life of corruption and power and money and perversion was anything close to the reality of what goes on in Washington, D.C. And you may or may not be surprised, but Madison Cawthorn says... It's pretty much exactly that. So let's go now, if we could, to Representative Madison Cawthorn, where he's making these very uh, bold, direct, and disgusting statements about our elite that occupy Washington, D.C. It's about to get serious. Yes, I am. With uh, Kevin Spacey. And I forget who else uh, was in it. Uh, but anyway. Really well done show. Very really, well done very show. Very well done show. But it was so dirty. And it was about this uh, congressman uh, who was Kevin Spacey, 
who was, I think it was minority or majority whip. Yep. What was it? Yeah. And so anyway, very, very powerful guy. And it was just kind of like his secret life of all this corruption and power and money and perversion. And it was just dirty. How much, in your opinion, because you've been behind the veil, is this a fictitious show? Or is this more closer to like a documentary? Is, is it that bad? So I heard a former president that we had in the 90s was asked the question about this. And he gave an answer that I thought was so true. And he said, the only thing that's not accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about, uh, about education passed that quickly. And everything else is good. Uh, aside <laughs> from that, I mean, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, when the average age is probably 60 or 70, and I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know, it, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes, you should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, wow, this is, this is wild. It's not only wild, ladies and gentlemen, it shows you everything that you, it, it, it validates, I should say, everything that we've been thinking for, thinking for a long time. Alcoholics, drug addicts, cokeheads like Hunter Biden, money hungry, power hungry, pedophiles and sexual addicts those are your washington dc elite that have twelve thousand dollars worth of ice cream in their refrigerator that they go to and eat while they're drunk and stoned and do videos where you can't even understand what they're saying but then the next day, you hear them just fine. I always thought it was because they were slipping. I always thought it was because their brain uh, was just kind of, you know, melting down after all the years in politics and being 3,000 years old, like the Crypt Keeper, like Nancy Pelosi. But it turns, come to find out, ladies and gentlemen, it's more than likely the alcohol and the drugs. Who knew? Well, I guess we all knew, but Madison Cawthorn definitely validates that. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk about the sanctions really quick before we bring on Marjorie Taylor Greene after this next commercial break. I want to talk about the sanctions levied on Russia by these same exact drug addicts, pedophiles, sex addicts, power-hungry sickos in the D.C. swamp, okay? The sanctions that they levy on Russia do absolutely nothing to hurt Russia. As a matter of fact, the people, we the people in the United States of America, have been hurt more by these sanctions than the Russian people. Okay? The sanctions that the United States and other NATO countries levied on Russia are hurting the people of their countries worse than they are hurting the people of Russia. Because the powerful people in Russia, the billionaires, the millionaires, the people that run everything... All they do, folks, is they go and they take their money and they put it in the Middle East to avoid sanctions. And when they take their money and they put it in the Middle East to avoid sanctions, and when they charge uh, Europe, who gets 60 or 70% of its, of, its, uh, of its energy from Russia uh, in rubles, and it makes these countries go and get Russian bonds in order to get rubles, in order to pay for this stuff, who's it really hurting? Who is it really hurting? Wealthy Russians are putting their money in the Middle East and into real estate to avoid sanctions from the West amid Russia's ongoing military war in Ukraine. 
Real estate companies are selling multiple properties to Russians every day in Turkey and in the United Arab Emirates, which is, by the way, is loaded with billionaires. Okay? Gol Gol, co-founder of the Golden Sign Real Estate Company in Istanbul, told routers that they are buying with cash or gold. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Western countries have, you know what I don't even like calling that, since Russia's, since Russia's military strategic um, operation, because that's what it is, really. That's what it really boils down to. Um, countries have issued severe sanctions against Russia's wealthiest individuals, including oligarchs. Some of the countries rich are seeking financial safety in other countries where they can invest freely in such areas as real estate. Now, don't get me wrong. The regular everyday people in Russia are feeling sanctions. But if you think that Russia as a whole is really bothered by these sanctions, there are many other people in this world who will do business with them and keep them afloat on the back end. Everything that we're doing on the front end is not bothering them on the back end. And that is where that is where Russia is going to continue to stay propped up. That is where Russia has no, they're not, they don't care about these sanctions. They don't care. You think that American sanctions are going to stop Russia from, from doing what they believe is right? Do you think that, so today I told you that Zelensky had a chance. He had an opportunity. He said he was open to all of these, um, all these demands by Russia. Okay, and then peace talks happened today. And guess what happened out of it? Instead of one side caving in or the other, Zelensky says, no, all of this is dependent on me having a face to face with Putin. Do you think that Putin is going to have a face to face with anybody who he is at war with or sanctioning him? Do you think Putin is going to have a one on one sit down with people who are openly calling for his assassination? Do you think he's that stupid? And the, and, and the Russian uh, billionaires and millionaires and oligarchs and people who run things, they're not ever going to go broke. They're not ever going to go broke as a result of these sanctions. So the more we sanction, the more it hurts us. Listen, Joe Biden said the quiet part out loud last week when he said, when he got mad at that reporter, I believe it was on Friday, and said, why do you keep people saying that? These, these uh, sanctions weren't meant to deter he was right. They weren't meant to deter. These sanctions are for one reason and one reason only. For public optics, ladies and gentlemen. For optics. They're not for anything else. They're not for deterrence. They're for optics to make it look like that we're doing something. We'll be right back with Marjorie Taylor Greene right after this. Stay tuned. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we are all backwards. We are all backwards in this country. I'll tell you that. And so many people are so lost. So many people are lost. Don't know what's going on. And I feel so terrible for everybody. I really do. I feel so terrible for the people in the middle that are in the middle of this country that really don't know what's going on because they don't know what in the heck to believe. They don't know whether to believe me. They don't know whether to believe you know, Tucker, they don't know whether to believe Sean Hannity. They don't know whether to believe uh, Don Lemon. They don't know whether, well, I mean, they should know better than that. But long story short, we, we live in a world right now where there is no truth. There is no constant truth. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's talk about this before Marjorie comes in and we come back, okay? All right. <clears throat> do you guys remember when I was in the old studio? Do you remember when I did that demonstration for you all? Where I went into Google at that point in time and I typed in, 
Coffee extends the life of a human being. And we read it, and we said studies from all over the world show that coffee actually does extend the life of a human being. And we read all these stories about it, right? And then we went back, and we, read, and we typed in coffee actually uh, reduces the life expectancy of a human being. And guess what happened? A whole bunch of studies came back that said coffee reduces the life expectancy of a human being. Now, I urge you to do this for yourself. I urge you to go to Google, okay? And I'm, do- and I'm saying Google for a specific reason. I know most of you don't use Google. I get that. But I want you to go try this for yourself so you can see and you can show other people. Just go there and type in anything, literally anything about, about, a, about a subject and then type the opposing view and you'll get, you'll get the same amount of studies and polls and research done on one side as you do the other. So the problem is that there is no central constant. And if there was a central constant, then we wouldn't have to have arguments back and forth with liberals, with progressives, with Democrats, with communists and socialists and rhinos. We wouldn't have to have all that. We could just point out that central truth. But there is no truth anymore. I mean, there's no central truth that everybody can agree on. I mean, how many times has somebody said to you, oh, yeah, you're just saying that. Show me the link. So you give them a link. And that link happens to go to, let's say, the Epoch Times. Or that link goes to Revolver.News. Or that link goes to Real America's Voice News. Or it goes to OAN. Or it even goes to Newsmax. And anybody that's on the left is going to look at you and go, well, you got that off Newsmax. You got that off. That doesn't matter. So you go, okay, well, they're citing the government website. And then you show them the government website that it cites. And they go, well, that could easily be fudged by the Trump administration. There is no constant truth that we can go back to. And since there's no constant truth that we can go back to, ladies and gentlemen, then we are doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over again until we can come to an agreement in this country where the truth really dwells which we know is with God and with the word, we're never going to get through to our counterparts. Never, ever, ever. So that's why instead of trying to get through to your counterparts, it's more productive than to have conversation, discussion, and debate with people that are in the middle that are open to both. You know what I'm saying? Now, the gospel is different. The gospel, you can get out there and share with anybody because everybody needs to hear that. And God's word works in ways that you cannot work for it or with it. So you rely on God in those situations. But when you're talking about politics, folks, that's what we have to do. That's where we're going to gain the most traction. And that's what you see uh, Scott Pressler out there doing. Scott Pressler is out there all over the place signing up people to the Republican Party that were independents. Okay? That were independents. Now, what I'm doing right now is I'm just killing a little time for Marjorie to get here, which I see her now. How you doing, Marjorie? Hey, Jeremy. Sorry. Literally came straight from the airport you're all over the place so you have nothing to worry about you are good let me just uh let me bring you uh, in perfectly and we're going to come back from this commercial break right now so okay okay by the way good to see you thanks good to see you too <laughs> okay here we go and we are back here on real america's voice news this is live from america again from the live free or die granite state of new hampshire where we need more marjorie taylor greens 
up here. We need more representative Madison Cawthorns up here, and that's what we're working at, at here in, uh, in New Hampshire. But ladies and gentlemen, I would like to bring on our very special guest, Representative Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. How are you, Marjorie? I'm doing well, Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for coming back on. It's been quite a while, and you've been quite busy lately. Yes, yes, always busy. But I'm just back in D.C. today. Uh, Congress is in session this week, so America's not safe. No, and well, let's let's talk about let's let's go right to the rally first. The rally is the first thing I want to talk about. It was off the chain. It was awesome. It was incredible. Of course, you lit it up. Matt Gates lit it up. Um, I want to personally ask, and I know a lot of the people that watch Life from America want to ask, um, how is Tr President Trump's spirits? How is his energy? He looks good. He looked like he's lost a little bit of weight. He looks like he's ready for the midterms. How, is, how are President Trump's spirits going into this uh, 2022? Oh, I have to tell you, he is amazing. He's always in a great mood. He is working really hard. The day of the rally, he uh, shot a 71 in golf. You know, President Trump is an amazing golfer. And he's in, he's in fantastic health. Uh, so I think he got a hole in one also, which what? is incredible. Yeah, he got a hole in one and the day of the day of the rally. Then he comes up and he works so hard. He held a lot of meetings uh, that we had before the rally. And then, I mean, look, and then he came out and put on an incredible show, poured out his heart and soul and exactly what he thinks and feels uh, for all of us in Georgia. And we were just thrilled to have him. But uh, President Trump makes Joe Biden look terrible. Oh. And Joe Biden is doing a terrible job for our country. But yeah, President Trump is doing great. Well, you know, over the over the weekend, there was those memes and those uh, that stuff going around on social media of a tale of two presidents, right? And it shows Joe Biden with the army that looks like they were almost forced to be there. Like, look, why are we here? And then, of course, it flashes back to show President Trump with our servicemen and women, and they're just like looking for autographs. Remember when? Remember when the left was trying to say that they were going to get there? There was going to be some kind of reprimand on President Trump for for getting autographs, almost like he was at a rally. And our, and our servicemen and women just loved him. That's right. They love him and the American people love him. But, you know, Washington, D.C., this this swamp, they can't figure it out and they hate his guts. And <laughs> so does the media. So well, they're just it's same old, same old. And it's well, they we're hate, tired of they it. They hate your guts, too. And that's that's a good thing that they hate your guts, that these sickos hate your guts, hate my guts, hate President Trump's guts. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of why I really wanted you to come on today. I wanted you to come on last week, but you're all over and you're busy. When Zelensky made his grand day, you know, grand appearance in front of Congress where he, where everybody stood up. Nancy Pelosi was like, Oh, I'm so excited. And she like, he like, he was the second coming of Jesus. Everybody had body language in there that was just like so excited that Zelensky was coming on. There's very few people that did what you did and had the body language that you had. And I noticed it right away. You know what's really going on behind the scenes. You know what this war is really about. You know about the elite that are trying to get us into World War III. You don't stand with Putin or stand with Ukraine. You stand with America. You stand with the southern border. You stand for freedom, and you don't stand for warmongering. First of all, I wanted to just commend you on how you were when he came on the screen. You, 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 uh, you just didn't want, want to follow suit as everybody else. I would like you to touch on that real quick. That day, bring us back to that moment because a lot of people have been talking about that. Oh, well, thank you for asking, Jeremy, and I appreciate your comments, and, and you're correct. We, as you know, we 
I do not at all agree with what Putin is doing, and it's horrible seeing people die. I mean, that just shouldn't be happening, and, it's, and there's real consequences from this war. And I'm completely against it, completely against Russia and what Putin is doing. However, um, you know, and, and, and as a member of Congress, of course, we're going to stand and recognize another leader from another country. But um, President Zelensky is not the president of the United States. That's right. And he doesn't get to demand what our country does with our resources and our tax dollars and our military. And he doesn't get to demand from us that we uh, enact a, a no-fly zone over Ukraine, even though we are so upset over what his people are going through. He doesn't get to demand that from the United States because that puts, and what everyone needs to understand is if America creates a no-fly zone over Ukraine, that is instantly an engagement into war with Russia. And that is not what the American people want. That's not what the people want in my district. We don't want to go to nuclear war with Russia. We want to see everything done for our country. We want to secure our border. We want to end this out of control inflation and these. We want to drill for oil and gas here in the United States and drive gas prices down and not be energy dependent on anyone else. That's what Congress should be doing. Um, but, but instead, it's the same old, same old warmongering. They're beating the drums of war. They want to go to regime change after regime change just like the, uh, they did under the Obama administration and Bush before him. Uh, this isn't what America should be doing. America should be focusing on America first. And basically, in my opinion, America only. Amen. And that's, and, and you know, that's, that's the answer that I expected to hear from you. And it's the only answer that I expect to hear from the new Republicans in Congress, because the old Republicans will give you the same old, we need to stop this now. We need to get into war. We need to do this. Everybody on Fox News is saying it, but I don't think anybody really understands what World War III means. This isn't going to be another Afghanistan war. This isn't going to be another a war in Iraq. This is going to be World War III if we impose fly zones and we do what Zelensky's asking us to do. And what people don't realize is this conflict over there has been going on for millennia. Okay? The United States uh, getting involved, it's, it's, it's wrong. On so many levels, the American people don't want it. Polls show that we don't want it, but yet they keep pushing it. And the, and the people want to know why. Why, why, why are the people in D.C. pushing this war so badly? Is it because they want regime change in Russia? Or is it because they want to just, assert, uh, just to show dominance and power in Ukraine? In your opinion, why do you think these warmongers are pushing this deadly world war? Well, it's a very complex answer, Jeremy, and I think it's different depending on who you're speaking to. The Biden administration, they clearly want regime change because Joe Biden said it himself and the White House had to, they freaked out and had to walk back his statements and he even had a press conference today, again, walking back his statements. Yep. Um, when you're looking at uh, furthermore into uh, Congress, there's people that are saying to do it for different reasons. But here's what I'm saying is what we need to do is we need to we need to use real diplomacy and get Putin and Zelensky to the negotiating table and in this war, because the consequences of this conflict are so severe. We're going to see food shortages and food famines like nothing we've seen in our lifetime. And it's already started in Africa. 
you know, Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world and they're a huge exporter of grain, but so is Russia. You can't ignore that. And that's why I have voted no on these sanctions because United States sanctions on Russia will not stop Putin uh, from doing what he's doing and they're not stopping it. What, What sanctions are going to do is they're going to cause people to starve to death and they're going to drive up our food prices. And Russia is one of the largest exporters of fertilizer, but not just fertilizer, many of the components that are needed in farming, like ammonia, for example, which comes from natural gas. And our farmers, farmers in my district, it is going to cost them so much more money just to be able to grow food. They're already hurting from the price of gas to run their farm equipment. Uh, landscapers are already hurting from the price of gas. Truckers are hurting from the price of gas. Construction workers are hurting from the price of gas. And the American people are hurting from the high cost of gas right now. But when we talk about the exports that come from Russia uh, and Ukraine, we're looking at real human suffering and it should not happen. But we, there's, there's bad habits here in Washington, Jeremy. Everyone here in Washington is used to being able to say, no, we're the United States. We're going to go in and we're going to stop these bad guys, whoever the bad guys may be. But the United States, in my opinion, Jeremy, has been pretty arrogant and pretty prideful. And going down these decades of regime change after regime change, uh, let's let's use Libya, for example. Muammar Gaddafi was not a good guy. I'm not saying he was a good guy. But when Hillary Clinton and, and Joe Biden and Barack Obama went in and took him out and, and changed uh, who's controlling Libya, there's been severe consequences from that. You know, Biden gave the success to NATO. That's who Biden gave that success to when they took out Muammar Gaddafi. But the real consequences have been extreme human suffering to the point where humans are sold on the slave market today for $40 a person. And people are um, starving to death there. And there's horrible trade of humans and rape and extreme suffering. And so these these regime changes that uh, that the United States have gone down um, for decades now, they've hurt they've hurt many people. But also, guess what? They've ignored the American people and the American people are tired of it. You're not going to tell the American people that the January 6th riot was the most important thing in human history. You're not going to you're not going to tell the American people to ignore the Antifa BLM riots that went on for over a year. You're not going to tell moms and dads to ignore the fact that their children were masked for two years and they're behind in their education. And now they're being trained to think that there's no such thing as male and female as the only two genders. You see, the United States government has gotten very, or I'll just say too big for their britches and the American people are so tired of it. So we have to focus on our country because otherwise America is turning into a third world country (laughs) because of the illegal invasion at our Southern border. So I want the audience to know that I have not talked to Marjorie in about, I don't know, two, three months, something like that. And everything she just said I and the audience audience knows this. I've been saying for the last month and a half. So obviously somebody's on to something and the people that understand this are the ones that have done the research. She's right. America is no saint in all of this. They've pushed more than they're accusing Putin of doing around the world. And we don't want it anymore. We're we're embarrassed. I know about I don't know about you, Marjorie, but I'm embarrassed on a world stage. I'm embarrassed not only because of what the president 
president looks like on the world stage, but what he's saying and how he's acting, that isn't indicative of me as an American citizen. That doesn't describe me as an American citizen, and I believe most people say that. But unfortunately, if you show any kind of disgust or any kind of opposition to what they're doing, you're a Russian, fed, you're a Russian friend or you're a Russian agent or you're a, a Putin. It's just so, it's such a racist, bigot tactic. Oh, yeah. let's just label them with this Putin stuff, you know? But anyway. I'll, well, we'll- you know, they, Jeremy, they called us Nazis for the past five years. And guess what? There's real Nazis in Ukraine. That's right. And so it's really interesting to me that the Democrats who are constantly screaming racism and constantly talk calling uh, Trump, Hitler and Republicans Nazis. The Democrats are now the people supporting actual real neo-Nazis in Ukraine. You can't even figure it out. But I'm glad to know you're well, you're the same old guy that I've always known. So you're (laughs) saying the right things. You want to know why, Jeremy? Because you and I speak uh, for the American people. Uh, You're able to say these things and I'm able to say these things because we know how most people think and feel. Um, It's just that the people up here, uh, they're so triggered and, you know, their feelings are so hurt when when people like me tell them the truth. And um, so they they carry on and they want to call us pro-Putin or, you know, like pro-Russia. It's so ridiculous. Such a joke. I just laugh. Everybody, everybody knows it. Yep. Okay. One more question and then I'll let you go. I know you're busy. and I know you just got there. How different do you see the MAGA movement and the America First agenda in 22 compared to 2016? Do you feel it stronger? Do you feel it bigger? Do you feel more people are involved than there was in 2016? If you were to compare this movement, this America First movement that we have now, compared to when President Trump first came on the scene, what would you, how would you compare the two? Well, I would say in, in uh, 2015, when Trump was running against, what was it like seven, he was one of 17 uh, Republicans. Yeah. I think they were all shocked and like, how can he say these things? And I believe when he won, he basically shook the Republican establishment they couldn't believe he won and they they were pretty surprised that oh people really do agree with this guy um but i think there's a difference now and the difference now is we have republicans that never liked president trump and really didn't agree with his agenda whatsoever they mimic his language now and they mimic the america first and maga agenda and so it's kind of hard to tell sometimes i think for a lot of voters who is really who because it's all about the political consultants and marketing these candidates and marketing members of Congress and senators to make them likable to the people they represent or the people they're trying to get their votes. And I see that as a real problem. I think the American people haven't changed, though. And the American people still believe and still want these good things. And now they want it even more so because we're seeing the suffering that we're going through under Joe Biden's uh, basically communist agenda for America and globalism. They want globalism. They want the Great Reset. They serve the World Economic Forum. And he's he's even said it himself. He wants a new world order. But I think what we have to do is I think Republican voters have to be pretty smart now and do their homework. And here's one trick. I'll tell you how they can do it, Jeremy. For over a year now, I have been asking for roll call votes on the House floor. People have no idea that until I started doing this, I got kicked off committees. And so I went and sat on the House floor and found out that they passed bills by voice, literally by some Democrats and some Republicans saying yes and no. And then the person in the speaker's chair says they gavel it in and say the bill is passed. 
with words, not with our voting card. We all have a voting card. We're supposed to put it in an electronic machine and push a button. And when we do that, you know what, how we voted. We're on record. So for the over a year now, I have been asking for recorded votes. And so has uh, the Freedom Caucus. They joined me in this effort. Now we have well over 500 bills that are on record. So anybody in the country, Jeremy, you and anyone listening to your show can look up Marjorie Taylor Greene's voting record. You can look up exactly how I voted. You can look up um, Jerry Nadler's voting record. You can look up Jim Jordan. You can look up anybody you want to look up and you'll know if we voted yes or no. And that is so important because if you have a Republican incumbent and you're trying to decide if you're voting for them again or voting for someone else, Check our voting records. I encourage you to check our voting records. You guys are going to be thrilled with mine. Mine's like 100% uh, conservative in America first, but it's not always the case for a lot of people. So that's one thing I've done. I've worked really hard on it. So have my colleagues in the Freedom Caucus, and I encourage people, check out our job performance, and you can see it in our voting record. And they can also go to mtgforamerica.com for everything else, right? Oh, yes. Jeremy, I need people's support. I'm running for re-election and they're coming after me. They just filed a lawsuit against me last week to try to actually remove my name off the ballot. You talk about destroying democracy. These Democrats, they they are seriously trying to destroy democracy by filing a lawsuit to remove my name off the ballot and taking away my district's ability to vote for me again. That is destroying democracy. And that is the most evil thing these people can do. They're so arrogant. They want to take away my district's right to vote for me. That's how much they hate the people of my district and look down on them because they've tried to shame me in the media and make me into someone I'm not. And so now, because my district loves me and supports me overwhelmingly, they want to take my name off the ballot so they can't vote for me. So I need people's support because I'm going to have to pay attorneys to fight for this mtgforamerica.com um, those five dollars and those 25 dollar donations go yeah. a long way so i'm always grateful well marjorie my hat says you can't beat god and i think god is on your side and our side we'll keep praying for you we'll keep standing behind you you keep fighting for us we love you thank you for coming on and we'll see you soon okay thank you jeremy it was good to see you today all okay, right god bless bye. see you later All right, folks, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the only people fighting for you in Washington, D.C., in the deep state, deep swamp, deep disgusting region that is our nation's capital lately, but we're not going to let it happen much longer. Folks, we're going to take a a commercial break here on Real America's Voice News again, and we will be back with more Live from America right after this. Stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back. God bless. Okay, so I know there was a lot of questions being asked in the chat. Um, I already went over time as it was. There's a thousand questions I would like to ask. But you guys, another thing too, when I have people come on, uh, you're not going to get a typical interview from me as you're used to getting with other people. I'm not just going to ask one question and sit back and let them answer, then ask another question, sit back and let them answer. I like to have discussions with people. I like to actually talk with people. I haven't talked with Marjorie in, like I said, like three months. I like to catch up with people. I like to talk with people. It's something that I like to do. So just don't ever expect my interviews to be the interviews that you're used to seeing. Um, A lot of people say you should stop talking and let her talk. Well, that's not the way I like to do interviews. I like to talk. I like to have conversation. So I just appreciate her coming on. I appreciate all you guys staying around uh, to watch it. Um, Because I had her on so long and because we are taping for Real America's Voice News, 
news. I'm going to come right back in now after this fake commercial that they get. Um, and the next two segments are actually going to be um, uh, th- uh, shorter because of that, okay? Uh, hey, God bless, Pat. Thank you very much. And I'll make sure she gets that, okay? Thank you very much. You know, there's a lot of people out here fighting for this country, and you're not going to agree with them, everybody. Look, there's a lot of people that don't agree with me that don't watch the show anymore, and I get it. But at least we're fighting for the same thing. We're fighting for America, and that's the main thing we need to worry about, okay? I seen something about Donnie on here that he needs some help. Uh, please let somebody uh, let me know, and maybe you can get it to, uh, to Eli so he can let me know what's going on with Donnie, and I'll reach out to you later, Donnie, to make sure you're okay, all right? All right, here we go. Let's get back into it. Welcome back to Real America's Voice News. I hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Again, I was just telling the audience that I don't like to ask questions and then get an answer and then ask a question and get an answer. I like to have conversations with my de- my guests. So that's why they're a little different. You know what I mean? And I hope you guys are all right with that because uh, just how we like to do interviews here. Um, did you see, folks, that a Clinton-appointed judge ruled that Trump, hold on, quote, more likely than not committed crimes when he attempted to obstruct Congress on January 6th. You notice how it's always Trump may have more likely than not could be the beginning of the end. It might be possible the walls are closing in. It appears to look like what look it's never definitive. It's always some left wing crybaby pink hat wearing loser who's just constantly saying things that aren't true, but making sure they cover themselves just enough by saying, well, Trump, more likely than not. Look, he either committed any crimes or he didn't. And if he did, put him on the table and let's go to court. If he didn't, shut up and stop trying to create a news headline that doesn't exist. How's that working out for Letitia James and her team in New York? Okay, so let's get into this real quick because it's just another cockamamie story lying from a left-wing nut job. Federal judge on Monday today ruled that President Trump likely committed crimes when he, quote, attempted to obstruct Congress on January 6th. The judge's name is Judge David Carter, a U.S. district judge appointed by the rapist himself, Bill Clinton, who ruled that Trump more likely than not committed obstruction. Quote, based on the evidence, the court finds it more likely than not. Since when does a court talk about their opinion? More, we feel like it's more likely than not. He either did or he didn't. The court finds it more likely than not that President Trump corruptly attempted to obstruct a joint session of Congress on January 6th, 2021. The judge wrote according to ABC News. Earlier this month, the January 6th Unselect Committee said that President Trump may have engaged in a criminal conduct of some sort to overturn the 2020 election. Quote, evidence and information available to the committee establishes a good faith belief that Mr. Trump and others may have engaged in criminal or fraudulent acts. The filing was submitted in federal court in L.A. as part of a legal fight with John Eastman, a lawyer who represented President Trump. Eastman sued the January 6th panel in December in an effort to block a subpoena seeking emails. Judge David Carter, in a ruling today, ordered that John Eastman turn over nearly all documents and said Trump likely committed crimes. 
U.S. District Court Judge Carter said that in the, uh, in the ruling that Trump's former lawyer, John Eastman, must turn over all the documents withholding from January 6th committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol. The 11th document is a chain forwarding to Dr. Eastman, a, a draft memo written for President Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani. The memo recommended that Vice President Pence reject electors from contested states on January 6th. This may have been the first time members of President Trump's team transformed a legal interpretation of the Electoral Count Act into a day-by-day plan of action. Well, it wasn't a day-by-day plan of action, number one. Number two, what I'd like to say about that is this. Blah, 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 blah. Look, if President Trump, and they use the word right there, they use the word, um, recommended that Vice President Pence reject the electors. Well, of course he recommended it. Of course he recommended it based on the evidence and the proof that we had at that time. Why wouldn't you recommend it? It's, it was an obvious choice. It was an obvious path to take. Of course you recommend something like that. When you know mass cheating went on like that, you know they stole the election. Of course you recommend it. He didn't order him to. He didn't hold a gun to his head and make him do it. He didn't even have an actual real discussion on record that says, look, I really want you to do this. He recommended it, and I would have recommended it. And anybody who gets cheated out of anything should recommend it. But again, this is a big old nothing burger like everything else they do, crying and complaining, whining and crying about something that's not true, and they won't get him on, and it's just going to be another blah, 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 two-week cycle of news that turns into absolute nothingness now about three weeks ago on march 4th i showed you a video of a uh, of of the washington state tea party uh and one of their members literally serving governor jay inslee with thirty thousand affidavits both demanding an election forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election and an end to all vaccine mandates in that state. I also told you that was part one of two of this, uh, of the, of the people of that great state of Washington serving their governor with legal documents. Well, ladies and gentlemen, they actually late last week, they round two, uh, was served to governor Inslee and all of the other Democrat swamp donkey officials. In the great state of Washington, let's go to that video right now um, of when they dropped off the documents and they were served to Governor Inslee and the Washington Democrat officials. This was the same person who last time was kind of giving you some attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Last time she went, there was a um, there was a, a person who we don't need the name names or whatever, but she yeah, she was, was definitely had some feelings yeah, about them being there so mm-hmm. that was interesting she, actually i thought you were really funny because brianna at one point said um so are you giving the attitude here what's what's happening and um she was like oh no 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 i'm just um i i'm just trying to find a solution for you was it that lady so you want to know the great thing about this folks is Nobody can say for sure whether the stuff that we, the people of America, are doing is going to show any kind of fruition. If you think nothing's oh, going to happen. Um, there's no guarantee about what's going to happen. But what there is a guarantee is of is if you get involved, if you get involved in your local, your state, 
or even on a federal level, if you get involved, get involved in your school board, get involved in your city council, then you can affect change. The problem is we've just not been involved long enough to affect that change. But it's starting to happen. And like I said, folks, sooner or later, you will see change start to happen. It's just never been done before like this. And it's going to take a lot of work. We've been doing that work. In America, we don't turn to government. We've been doing that work, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we need to do a lot more. Okay? We're going to get ready for this commercial break here. When we come back, we got a great video to show you by Captain Deplorable Sean Farish. Not doing a Trump impersonation, but giving you some words of advice right after this. What a Monday, huh? What a Monday. Thank you guys all for watching. Please don't say the great state of Washington. It's a liberal crap hole like you can't believe. Yeah, but it's still got great people in it. And it was once a great state. And it was a united state of this beautiful nation. And they're all great states. You know what? Even California and New York are great states. And they were once red. And when they were, they were amazing. Do you guys remember New York City under Rudy Giuliani? I mean, folks, these, con- these states are still amazing, and there's still hope. There is still hope for these states. We just got to keep fighting for them. Trump is giving these people every chance to do the right thing before Trump card is being used. I actually agree with that. 100% I agree with that. All right? Let's come back. I want to stay on time here. We're getting close, and I want to play this video for you from Sean Farish, as he's actually, he, he, he is 100% right in what he says here and what he states. And uh, I think more, and I've said it, and I know people have heard me say it, and I know some people don't like that I've said it, but it is the truth. So we're going to come back with this video from Sean here. And uh, we're also going to, I think he deserves the Smarty Award for what you're about ready uh, to hear him say. Let me uh, make sure I got this all set up. I had a lot of of technical difficulties today, but I guess it is a Monday. So it's one of those days where that happens, right? Monday technical difficulties. But I appreciate you guys sticking around, and it was a great show with Marjorie, definitely, as well. Okay, here we go. All right, folks, uh, we're almost at the end of the night here tonight. It's been a great show with you guys. It was a great show earlier. It was a great Monday back off a long weekend. Now, usually you're this next uh, video that I'm going to show you, you see this gentleman acting as Captain Deplorable, which is his, uh, the name he goes by when he impersonates President Donald J. Trump. Well, he also has his own podcast, and he has his own show, and he's fighting for the state of New York. And uh, his, he, he has this uh, slogan that says, the, uh, the loud majority. Now, I want to play a video from Sean Farish explaining exactly what I've been saying on this show for, for months. And uh, it's the hard truth, but he is right. Listen. If you think nothing's going to happen, it's because nothing has happened. But we call it a changing of the guard. Okay? And when we turn over this old... Yeah, anybody out there doing landscaping, doing anything, you're planting, you turn over the soil, get that fresh soil on top, you throw the seeds in, it gets nice, the, the roots come up, everything looks beautiful, right? When we turn over the, the old and replace it with the new, when we elect all across the country America first candidates, something will happen because the people that are going to get elected are the people who want to make something happen. Right? Do you understand that? So all the people in the chat that just came through here say, yes, I agree. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's gonna happen. Because nothing has. Well, no. Nothing has with this current cast. Amen. If you think nothing's going to happen. Nothing has with this current cast, but there's new sheriffs in town. There's new blood in town. And we are no longer going to sit idly by. 
We are no longer going to sit idly by and watch this country deteriorate. Big shout out to Sean. God bless him. He's been on the show before. I want to thank him for his patriotism. I want to thank him for his fight that he has in this game, the dog that he has in this fight, because he's young, he's smart, he's energetic, he will not comply, and he represents us as the loud majority. The reason why nothing has happened is because nothing has happened. But this new cast of characters, which includes you, which includes includes me and everybody else watching this show, we are going to make a difference. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America tonight and today on this Monday. God bless you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow morning for the morning show at 11 a.m. here on Live from America. Until then, spread the gospel and... Keep those smiles on your faces, guys. God's on your side. Love you. Have a great night. Bye-bye.